The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I am so glad to be back here with you guys again this week. I hope that you're doing well. We're in spring break this week. My boys are home from school on spring break. Our ideal spring break is just to rest. I know that doesn't sound very exciting. I asked everybody a couple of weeks ago, hey, what do y'all want to do for spring break? Do y'all want to try and go somewhere together or, you know, what's our plan? And everybody, even my kids agreed, we just, we just want to rest, mama. We just want some, some time that we can sleep in and maybe go fishing and just do some things that, that we want to do. We don't want to be rushed. So, um, so that, that was fine with me. And so we've tried to keep it a little low key this week, but I have, I have a lot of things going on with the coffee shop that we're opening. So I've been trying to push as much of that through this week so that next week when school starts back, I can, um, I, I can say that I got a lot done this week and that is coming along really well. I'm very excited about it. And it's, it's becoming more and more real every day. You know, it's one of those things where you start planning it and it's so far in the future, but now it's right around the corner. And so it's getting real, but I'll, I'll share some more about that on my Instagram and on my Facebook. So you can see how it's coming together. And we're just really excited about the coffee shop, but I wanted to share with you today, um, Something that you know, I've been, I do pray and say, Lord, what do you want me to share this week? Because I, I, I can talk. I am a talker. If you haven't figured that out yet, but you know, just hearing me talk is not really, you know, gonna gonna do much for you. But when we can hear from the Lord and say, Lord, you know, what are you saying? Lord, what's on your heart? And if I can share that, then I know that it will be a blessing and a help to you, especially in the work that you're doing, that sometimes get it's sometimes the work we do as moms is overlooked, is unimportant. You know, it's just expected. But I want to tell you, I have found that the work we do as moms, not only can it be very fulfilling, but it is also very important in heaven because this was his design. You know, motherhood, fatherhood, family, um, loving each other, loving him together. That, that's God's design. You know, he planned that. It's not something we got together and thought, well, this makes sense. Let's do it this way. You know, we are moms because we've been called 
to be moms. And it's a very important position. And when we take it that way, when we see it that way, then it makes our work so much more meaningful and fulfilling. And at least I found that to be true in my life. And I wanted to share with you today about creating the narrative or setting the narrative for our home. Last week, I spoke with you guys about the power of a good story. And, you know, we can use, we can use stories as tools to inspire our children and to, to help, to help create in their hearts and minds a biblical worldview, to, to challenge them, to encourage them in the things of the Lord, in the things of faith, in developing good character, in becoming the people that God created them to be. You know, in this world, there's very little inspiration for excellence and greatness. It seems like, you know, the the bar is set very low. And we as Christian moms, we know that we and our children were created for good things. You know, God said, for I know the plans I have for you, and there are plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. And so if we can get the good stories into their hearts and minds, it will help them to believe that, yes, I have a destiny. Yes, God has a good plan for my life. And my and it's part of my responsibility as a person to partner with him and find out, you know, what? why am I here? And stories are so good at helping us to do that. But today I wanted to talk with you about your own story. Do you know that you're writing your own story? I've often thought about the people in the Bible that we read about. You know, there are so many good stories in the Bible. You know, there's Samson and Joshua and Jacob and Deborah and, you know, so many good ones. There's David and there's Paul and there's so many good stories in there, you know, good and bad stories, you know, stories that show us the kind of people we want to be and the kind of people we don't want to be. But when I read those stories, I think sometime, you know, they didn't know that they were writing a story that we would be still talking about and learning from thousands of years later. You know, they had no idea. They were just living their life. But the things that they did, the choices that they made, it has affected people for thousands of years because that's the power of a good story. And we are writing our own story. It's being read by those around us, by those who live in our homes. But we have a lot of control over the story that we're writing. Now, there's some things we can't control. You know, I can't control, I can't change my past. I can't change the life I was born into, right? You didn't get to choose that. So I can't, I can't even change the mistakes I made last week. There's nothing I can do about the past. You know, I, I can't change it. It's, it's set. So I can't change the way the story started, but I have so much free choice in the way the story ends. And you do too. We get to take ownership of the story that we're writing with our life. And that's powerful. 
And I, I just want to encourage you in that. I want you to see that, that, you know, you're not just floating. Hopefully you're not just floating from one thing to the next. You know, you're not like a ping pong ball, you know, in the ping pong machine that, you know, something hits it and it flies here and then something else, uh, you know, another force hits it and it flies there. You get to determine your course of action. And that is a gift from the Lord. You know, he did, he made us free moral agents. He gave us a will. And that will is so precious that he will not even violate it himself. You know, he will, he, he tells us this is the good. Choose the good. But we get to choose it or not choose it. He won't make us because if he were to make us, then he would destroy the very thing that makes us human. And that's the free will that he's given us. So we have the wonderful opportunity of partnering with God and writing a life that ends well, a life that speaks of good things, a life that we can be proud of. But I have found in so many times in my life, I've just felt like I was not in control of the story. I felt like so many outside forces were determining what my life looked like and what I was going to do from day to day. I just felt powerless in so many areas. And the Lord has often come in and reminded me, you have choices that matter. And I want to encourage you with that today. You have choices that matter. You are writing a story and you get to choose if it's going to be a good one, if it's going to be a happy ending, right? You know, I shared last week how, you know, one of my boys really connected with the story of Rocky. You know, those movies really moved him. And it was that story of, you know, victory and defeat and of getting up when you don't feel like you can get up again. You know, that's a good lesson to learn. And so many times, you know, I have felt like I just, I just cannot go again. I cannot move, Lord. I am tired. I just refuse to go on. And after I've had my, my fit, my little pity party, it's like he's come along beside, beside me and said, okay, come on now. It's time to get up. And I would do it even when I thought I couldn't do it. And he is helping us to write our story. And one of the things I want to say in this is we have, we do have outside forces that want to affect us for good and for bad. You know, we have an enemy and he is called an enemy because he is against us. He, he, he hates us. He doesn't want to see us flourish. He doesn't want to see the plan of God fulfilled in our lives. He wants to see us defeated. And ultimately, he wants to see us turn against God. You know, I think about the Garden of Eden and you know, they had it made, right? They had everything they could ever want. It was beautiful. It was, they were so well provided and taken care of. But the enemy came in and he decided to change the narrative. He decided to control the narrative. And see, the narrative is the story that we're living in our mind, you know, a narrator is the one who who reads the story, right? And we don't want the enemy to be the narrator of our lives because he is not going to tell us the truth. He's going to paint another story. And so Eve is in the garden. She has everything she could want, but the enemy comes to her and, and he he twists things and he changes the story and it's not the truth, but he puts that doubt in her mind. He says, did God really say? 
And then he says, you won't surely die. And that's what he does. He makes us doubt that God cares, that God is telling us the truth, that God wants what's best for us. And he encourages us to to do it our way. You know, he encourages us to, you know, just say, well, this won't matter. This little thing won't matter. Or he encourages us to, to doubt the goodness of God. And that temptation is still with us today. You know, we face it every day, that, te- that temptation to believe that I could do it better than God. And God, if he really cared, where is he? And Ladies, we have to fight that narrative because if we don't fill our mind with the truth, if we don't fill our mind with the true story, then he is right there knocking on the door, offering us a false narrative. And we get to choose which path we take. And it starts in our mind. You notice that it started in Eve's mind. All he did was throw the dart. All he did was, you know, offer her another point of view. And because she wasn't grounded or she didn't stand on the truth and on the character of God, she was taken down the wrong path. And we have to guard against that. We have to take control of the narrative that's playing in our mind. And we can do that. God's given us the ability to do that. I remember when I was a young mom And I really struggled because I did not feel confident as a mom. And so over time, this false narrative started to develop in my mind. And it was something like this. I'm a bad mom. And I did never said that with my with my mouth. And if I if the thought came to my mind too clearly, I would kind of push it to the back. But it was there, and everything I did seemed to rotate around that thought, that belief that I'm a bad mom. And I didn't even realize it, but it was the narrative that was playing in my head. And so I, things that happened, it was like I had this, I, this, this belief, and everything that happened pointed back to that. You know, if my kids did something that they shouldn't have done, it all pointed back to I'm a bad mom. You know, if I lost my temper, it it all pointed back to I'm a bad mom. And you see, the narrative in our mind paints the picture that we see around us for good or for bad. And if it's a false narrative, then we get a bad picture. We get a a false picture in our mind of what reality is around us. And so, you know, as I, you know, started praying and started seeking the Lord, because my heart's desire was to be a good mom. And so as I started praying, it was like the Lord started showing me, you already believe you're a bad mom. So everything you do is you do in guilt. Everything you do, you do out of fear. You know, everything you do, you do to prove that you're not a bad mom. And that's not the starting point that I want you to start from. I don't want you to be proving to yourself or anybody else that you're a good mom. I just want you to be a mom. I just want you to love your children. I just want you to do what I've asked you to do, not trying to prove yourself. Just love them and just love yourself and get rid of that lie in your mind that you're a bad mom. 
I hear you saying, well, what if, what if I really am a bad mom? Who told you that? Where'd that come from? It's not true. If you care about your children, if, you, if it makes you feel bad to think that you're a bad mom, then that's not true. If you're listening to a podcast on how to be a godly mom, then that's not true. And the Lord helped me. You see, it's kind of like one of those things, you know, when people tell you, don't, you, I know you've heard the illustration, don't think about a white elephant, right? And what are you thinking about? You think about a white elephant because it's been offered to you and your mind can't not think about it because it's the thought has already been given to you. And that's how it is with thinking I'm a bad mom. If you're thinking, well, I'm going to not be a bad mom, then you're still thinking about being a bad mom. <laughs> Where do we go? How does this end? Well, the Lord started showing me, how about just see yourself as getting better? I'm learning. Every situation I face is an opportunity for me to learn something. Learn something about me. Learn something about the Lord. Learn something about my kids. You know, I am, it's like I'm on a path. You know, I'm not staying, I don't like where I'm at right now, so I'm not going to stay here, but I'm going to walk towards God. You know, I'm not going to go back to the past because there's nothing good back there. I'm going to go towards Jesus and he's calling me and I'm coming. And so little by little, it's not about me being a good mom or me being a bad mom. It's just about us going to Jesus and I'm bringing my children with me and I'm learning along the way. And guys, I'm still learning. We never arrive. I'm still learning. And, but somewhere along the way, that false narrative drops off and we're able to just be a mom, to just love them in the good and the bad. And when we can start giving ourselves grace, then it's really a lot easier to give them grace. And I have found that Jesus is my cheerleader. He is telling me when I fall, don't stay down, get up. Don't believe the lie. It's a lie. Get up. And you set the narrative for your mind and for your home and for your family. You have the ability, the right to do that. You have to do that. Or the enemy will take advantage of your empty mind and fill it with things you don't want it filled with. The other week, I was talking to my husband. Michael is a very busy man. He is a full-time pastor, and he is a full-time high school principal, and I think he's great at both. But he is very busy, and he was working on some social media posts for the school, for the high school where he's principal. And it was late at night, and I said, Michael, surely there is somebody at school who could do that for you, who could help you with that. And he said, you know, because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, this is the least of your, of your responsibilities. Surely somebody else could handle social media for you. And he said, oh, no, this is too important. And I said, really? Social media is that important? He said, oh, yeah. He said, because I want to be the one who sets the narrative. He said, years ago, I had, I had a mom and dad come in, and they were a bit disgruntled about some things with the, with the school. And they wanted to know why we weren't doing this and why we weren't doing that. 
He said, and as I sat down with them, I realized we were doing all those things, but they didn't know it because nobody told them. And so it was like a light bulb moment. I have to tell them. I have to paint the narrative because in the absence of a good narrative, bad narratives rise up. So he handles the social media because he wants to be the one telling the story. And I thought, oh, that's really good. And I thought, that's so true, even with our homes. You know, you are the CEO of your home and you get to tell the story. You get to say, this is the kind of family we're going to have. You know, we're not perfect people. We're never going to be perfect people. But you know what? We're going to enjoy this life we've been given. We are imperfect people who love each other and love God. And we're growing and changing from glory to glory. And we're not going to believe or live out the lies that the enemy wants to tell us about our life. Have you ever noticed that when you listen to the enemy, nothing is ever enough? The house is never clean enough. You're never spiritual enough. The children are never respectful enough. When we listen to the enemy, he paints this picture that really just makes us want to give up because we're never going to reach the ideal because he paints a picture that he wants us to believe. You know, I remember when my kids were little and they would have fits. It was like a snapshot. I'd have this this image in my mind that this is the child I've raised. My child is has no self-control. My child lacks discipline. My child is disobedient. And it was just a snapshot. But it was that the enemy would take that picture and say, there's the proof right there that you're not doing a good job. And as I learned that my life is not a snapshot, my life is a story that is being told. And you can take any one frame of that movie and make it look like you want it to. But the story is not over. And I want to encourage you with that today. You decide what kind of home you're going to have. Yes, there's things that that are beyond your control, but there's a whole lot more that are in your control. You get to decide we're going to enjoy each other. You get to decide that we're going to have one of those families where we enjoy life. We're not always picking each other apart. We're going to have one of those families that when people get tired and irritable, that we just give them some space. And that includes ourselves. We're going to have one of those lives where, you know, we just have fun just because we want to. And it's a good thing. We're going to have one of those families where we look out for each other and we look out for other people and we bring them in. Maybe those things don't stir you up, but you find the things that stir you up and you say, this is the life we're going to live. And get rid of the false narratives. Get rid, pinpoint the lies that you've been believing and get rid of them. You don't have to stay there. Get out of there. Don't get stuck doing and being the person that the enemy says you are. You become and be the person God says you are. 
Now, it says in the Word that we are being changed from glory to glory. We're never going to be perfect here on this earth. But we're growing and we're changing. And we get to decide what our homes are going to be like. We get to write our story. And I encourage you today, write a good one. You know, write one that's full of faith. Write one that's full of grace. Write a story that's full of love. Write a story that is so good that other people want to be in your story. You can write a narrative in your own home that you love. Never will it be perfect, but it can be really good. I have found that things don't have to be perfect to be good. And if we're waiting for perfection, we'll never be happy where we are. And I have gone on too long today, but I just want to encourage you to enjoy the life you've been given, to take control of the narrative that you're writing. You don't let the enemy or anybody else dictate the kind of life you're going to live. It's between you and Jesus. See, he's already got plans for us. We just got to find out what those plans are. And I found that the best way to find out what those plans are is in prayer. Go to him. Say, Lord, here I am. Show me the plans that you have for me and my family. Show me the good works that you have for us to do in Christ Jesus. Help me be the person you created me to be. Help me to write the narrative for my life that is based on truth, that's based on your word, and not on the lies that I have believed. We can even ask him, Lord, pinpoint in my mind the lies, the narrative, the false narrative that the enemy has written for me that I'm walking in. And he will show us, little by little, he'll show us and help us to walk out of those lies and into the life that he's created for us. And I'm proof of this. I'm proof of this. I, I love you guys. I pray for you. I believe for good things for you. And I want to pray for you before we go today. Father, I thank you for my friends. I thank you that you are changing us. You're working in us. You believe in us, even when we don't believe in ourselves. And I pray today for everyone who is listening to my voice that you would encourage them that you would give them strength, that you would help them to cast their cares on you because you care for them. And Lord, that you would help them to see with new eyes. And we thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.